Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door go to blue and use promo code listen to get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 dollars or more that's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey folks, I'm Dr. Rob Zammett. Welcome back to the Doggy Pod. He is Dr. Rob Zammett. And yeah, welcome back, Stephen Peters is my name. I'm Dr. Rob's producer because God knows he needs one, let me tell you. It's like herding cats sometimes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you imagine cutting me loose on my own? I'd be in oh, deep, deep man. water. These podcasts would go for like seven hours each. It would be crazy. <laughs> anyway, today, um, does your, can your dog have a panic attack? Like some humans have panic attacks? Um, if so, what does it look like? And I'm going to talk also about pimples and acne in dogs. Yeah, mm. like teenage dogs that get yeah, pimples. Yeah, let's find out. And our breed of the week this week is is a breed that, I guess, if there's one breed other than Augie, our German Shepherd dog, if there's one breed that Dr. Rob knows, it's this one, and that is Old English Sheepdogs. Those mm. big bundles of hair. <laughs> and I'm sure... We've all wondered, gee, how do you look after those dogs? Anyway, we're going to find out all about Old English Sheepdogs this week as well. Anyway, what's been happening, Rob, in the old clinic? Well, had a case, this dog had been in several times in a matter of a few months, always for the same thing, very, very sensitive ears. What sort of dog? Um, it was Legato, and his ears were just clogged with hair, and he wouldn't let anyone touch them. Right. Yeah, he was just growing a lot what, of hair. Fur? Oh, growing yeah, fur in, the hair, the hair, in his hair, ears. Hair. Yeah, yeah, just growing. Yeah, it was growing out, and of course, the hair doesn't allow ventilation to occur, right. and that allows moisture to stay there. That causes inflammation, bacteria go in as secondary, you know, invaders as well. So it gets an ear infection, and the pain gets worse and becomes a vicious cycle. But we were knocking him out every, literally every six weeks. We we're knocking him out and plucking his ears out and thought. This is no good. This can't go on like this. So spoke to the owner at length because it's a major thing that we undertook. We did what's called an ear resection. And if you understand the ear canal of a dog, 
you know, it, it virtually from the hole that you can see at the top, it goes down and then in. It doesn't right, just go, you know, right, sort of goes right. downwards first a bit and then inwards. And so that gives a protection to the eardrum, but it's very hard for anything to drain uphill. You know, it's, it's not an easy ear to clean. It's not uh, an easy ear always to, to maintain. So you've got to check your dog's ears regularly. Make sure you don't get too much hair build up inside. Make sure there's, they're clean. And here's something for you. I actually smell the ears. My dogs, I smell their ears. Mm. And if it's not a pleasant, sweet smell, if it now smells foul, that means there's something wrong in there because the smell is bacteria and fungus letting off gas. And that's uh, what that uh. smell tells me, that oh, there's a problem in the ear. And clients think I'm a bit strange. Well, I am. But when I'm checking a dog all over, even just for a vaccination, I you know, do all over and I lift up the ear and I have a little smell. And I'm sure it tells you something straight away. Tells me if, if the ears are clean or not. It's the easiest way, even you know, easier than getting a scope. And the dog doesn't want the scope in the ear and those sort of things. Mm. So just do it. So this dog, every six weeks, his ears smelt. And you know, keeping on using antibiotics and drops, it's not good for him. So an ear resection, we take away a portion of the ear, and virtually the hole now comes straight out the side. So the drainage is straight out the side. There's access to the whole ear. I mean, you know, any hairs that will grow up from here will be plucked. Now, it's a big surgery. I was going to say, that sounds painful. You're reconstructing the ear canal. Yeah. And yeah. yes, it's painful afterwards. But so he's on, he was on painkillers for a few days. Then once I felt he was you know, we're decreasing the dose, we stopped them and he wasn't shaking his head anymore. And uh, he was happy enough just taking his food and his antibiotics orally. He went home. Uh, only yesterday, it started virtually uh, five days ago, and now he's he's off home. He right. will need, and he had a long anaesthetic for that because we do both left and right ears. Sometimes you just do a unilateral, just do it on one side because only one ear that's causing a chronic problem to the dog. So that's not uncommon for it to be just one ear all the time, but it just opens the whole thing up. It allows air to get to the ear and to the ear canal. Mm -hmm. and allows owners to very easily, gently clean the ear without any problems at all. Now, this dog will have to have another anaesthetic to get all the stitches out. It's a big exercise wow. in suturing. Like it, it, I can't tell you. I think there was over 100 stitches on one side. Each side there would have been... But what, what caused it in the first place? Um, Do you know? This was an unusual case because it was literally growing a lot of hair out every time, you know, out of the ear canal. It was just mm. lots of hair. And when, we, when I did cut down the side of the ear canal and pulled it out, pulled it downwards, you could still see, we thought we'd cleaned up pretty well, mm. but we could still see hair deep inside, which we plucked out as well. So, but mm. it can be just chronic infection. The infection gets into the membrane and when you clean it, you put ear drops in, you give them antibiotics, you kill 90% of the infection, probably 99% of the infection. But that 1% sits in mm. deep inside the tissues. Once the antibiotics are gone, out it comes again. It's the one thing that if I ever make it upstairs, I'll ask the good Lord if you could just redesign <laughs> the dog's ears. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if you're going upstairs, Rob. Just no, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, what's a legato look like? A legato? Legato. Um, it's a curly-coated dog, a bit like our Molly that sometimes people see on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. But much bigger, like a, um, a medium-sized dog. 
but Very, curly hair, like an like a poodle type. Yeah, hair. we haven't actually had them as a, I think we had them as a breed once, as a breed of the week, that's because they're, they're also known as a truffle hunting dog. Oh, that's right. Now yeah. truffles, they have been bred in Italy to hunt truffles, and if you think that's weird, just remember truffles per kilo mm-hmm. are more expensive than gold Literally, per kilo. Yes. Um, so they're a very handy dog to have in your backyard. If you've got one, you can train it. And they do in Australia as well. They take them to Canberra and Tasmania. Oh, Tasmania, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's truffles there. And they will get these dogs that will go hunting truffles. So this won't affect his hearing? No, in fact, I, be I expect it'll be better because yeah. he won't have all the hair clogged up in there. You know, he's been trying to hear with cotton wool stuck down his ears. Yeah. That's all gone now. And I think he'll get a lot um, happier in himself because... You can see this dog when he, you know, once we've done him and he settles down cleaning it, he's much happier. And then as time passes on, you can say he gets a bit, she said to me, the owner said he gets a bit mm, cranky or, you know, doesn't, distracted and mm. he's scratching the ears and he's not happy, not happy at all. What I'm trying to do is give him a quality of life where he's happy all the time. And that's important to me and him. Okay, it's, it's really nice actually recording these episodes now with um, with Augie sitting in the studio with us, mm-hmm. just usually on Dr. Rob's lap. He's been a good boy today. He's, Why he's now? just sitting yeah. here, yeah, just watching, wondering what the hell's going on. Uh, what, what he's not is he's not panicked. I can tell you that much. He's, he's very chilled. But, you know, can dogs get panic attacks? Is there such a thing like what would what would spook a dog and what would what would they naturally want to do? Yeah, Attack? Well, the, the panic that I see, the main cause of panic in dogs is thunderstorms. Those oh, Not all yeah. dogs are panicked by it, but some dogs are absolutely go insane if there's a loud thunderclap or just a loud noise. Mm. Of course, and I think there's a difference between anxiety and panic. I'm sure of that. And for me, you now people write these papers on panic in dogs and say, oh, they pant a lot and they salivate and they pace up and down i'm not sure they're panicked you know that to me I'm, when i see a, a dog really panicking it takes off you know it just runs it, it, it runs it cries whatever and, and you know, it'll, it'll run into a, a glass door and go through it virtually mm-hmm. i've seen that I'm, i i think i mentioned once of a client that had a uh, new car which he had in his garage his dog was panicked by a storm so he locked the dog in the ga- in the garage he had an old car when he came back <laughs> it was it was a mess right. the dog just panics and they, oh. you know, they claw at everything and they take off i think a really panicked dog does that sort of thing not just breathes a lot and pants a lot and walks up and down a lot and won't settle a lot that to me may be a bit anxious um either way if, if they're panicked you've got to try and really calm the dog down and a panicked dog you have a lot of trouble rationalising with. I like to put my arms right around them. When when I see a dog panicking, really give them a, a firm hug and that calms them down. And that's part of the treatment. That people use these thunder jackets mm, and mm. it doesn't always work, but it works in you know, a certain percentage of cases. People say, oh, my dog's so much better with it on. When a storm mm. comes, he's okay, he can cope. Because that hugging as if your owner is hugging you you're feeling good. It's pressing down acupuncture points that relax you, plus you're feeling just 
yeah, I'm all nice and firm and mm, everything's mm. fine and the world is good. So that's one of the things. People do sometimes put them on drugs, but I honestly believe a panic attack, um, constant drugs you can't use because a real panic attack, they take off. You have to really tranquilize them heavily mm. if you want them. If you know a storm's coming and they're going to panic, you really need to tranquilize them heavily to stop them racing off and hurting themselves. Well, you've talked in the past about giving dogs valerian, which yep. is an organic... Yeah. Uh, what is it? It just calms them? Yeah, it's a calmative. And I think that's good for dogs. I don't think it really helps that much for panic, but it does help when they're a bit anxious and a bit worried mm. about life. Um, true panic for me, when I've... You know, I eat, live and breathe dogs. And when I've seen dogs that panic, the only way to treat it is to try and tranquilise them or hold them very, very firmly. Do you remember when you were a teenager? Do you remember? It's a while ago. That's a <laughs> Many lifetimes ago. <laughs> Life was in black and white back then, wasn't it? So yeah. much easier. <laughs> and, and, and yet you thought it was so complicated, didn't you? I know. But, if only you knew what was going on. Oh, it was so much easier. <laughs> so, so much easier. Anyway, but probably uh, in your teenage years, though, you may have, like most people, had pimples. Oh, I did. It was awful. It was awful. Very, You felt very self-conscious, didn't you? Mm, that was terrible. Mm. So can dogs get pimples? Yeah. Acne? And it's funny because certain breeds are more predisposed to it than others. And sometimes they can come out because of um, certain conditions as well. And how would you know, though? Because, they, I mean, oh, I suppose it depends on the breed, if how much fur they've got. It might well, cover it up. You know? No, you don't tend to see them so much on the body. You actually see it around the face. Yeah, just like and, a human. Yeah, and there's not much hair around the face yeah, on most true. of them. And the breeds like boxers and English bulldogs, you see it in Great Danes and Mastiffs and even Dobermans and Rottweilers, they're the most common. They don't have they have very short hair around the face. Mm. Maybe the long-haired ones get it and we don't see it. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, that's uh, what I'm thinking, yeah. yes. But they, they get all these little pussy sores, red areas, little red marks so, so on their face. actual pimples, exactly and the same. And they're just like pimples. And, of course, you know, it's a, which are clogged hair follicles, and they clog up and then prone to bacteria. And so the pus comes. And uh, some of them literally get it around adolescence, and they grow out of oh, it. Uh, but so a very lot, similar. A lot of them have... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All their life. Um, and I just try and get owners to wash their face with... Yeah, what can they do? What can people do? Mostly I try and treat it topically, wash their face with a 
you know, one of the antibacterial type products that we use for pimples in humans. Mm. Products like um, Pfizer-Hex we use in Australia a lot, uh, which washes and helps the bacteria. And then uh, dry it. Make sure the area is very dry. And trying to keep that area dry, especially when it's under the chin, is very hard in a lot of dogs because of you know, saliva and that. But um, I get them to, to keep that dry. And then I might give them a prescription of a cortisone um, slash antibiotic cream that mm. they can put on there twice a day for a few days. And that'll often help keep things calmer for the dog. Uh, most of them grow out of it. You can get a thing called cellulitis, which looks like pimples, <laughs> where the whole face becomes, you do get little pimples on it, but it all becomes inflamed. And that's an autoimmune reaction. Um, breeds that get that, like Weimaraners, get it after vaccination sometimes. Right. So it's tr- you have to treat that internally with actual cortisone tablets. But pimples themselves, yeah, as long as there's not uh, you know, too many bacterial infections in that mm. area you can usually treat topically quite okay. So our breed that we're talking about this week is one that I guess Dr. Rob knows more than most people, having judged them and owns a whole bunch of them. Always has had. Yeah, it's probably my wife, of course. She has judged them She's all judged over them. the world. And yeah. I think when you met her, you met my wife before mm. I did, in fact, on True. Uh, a TV show True. many years ago that will remain unnamed. Um, yes, that way, yes. <laughs> and she was breeding. She started breeding old English sheepdogs when she was 14 years of old age. Yeah, that's wow. a long time ago. She's had them for a long time. It's at least she, 10 years ago. And yes. she's even judged the big shows in America with old English yes. sheepdogs. Some really big shows. So she's world-renowned. Well, why am I talking breed. to you then? Yeah, you're so correct. <laughs> you're so correct. But if know. I get anything wrong, I'll, I'll get the rounds of the kitchen tonight. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> so the breed started back in the 1700s in England, but not in London or Manchester or the cities. But it started out in the country. It is a sheepdog. It's a big dog. Big dog. They because they don't look particularly um, agile. Well, like, like a sheepdog that we know here in Australia. No, but they're not the, the little like kelpie. Yeah. And yet, some some people have used them. For herding in Australia, can you believe that? I mean, can't no. <laughs> I know. I've seen it on seen it on films and videos, and I'm quite amazed. And they do quite well because they're a big dog. You know, the sheep, are like a especially got a big mob, and the ram wants to stand up to some of the oh, little yeah. dogs. Yeah, you're not, he's not going to stand up to an old sheep dog. I mean, they've got big teeth, Stephen. So they are agile, though. Yeah, they? very much. So they just don't and look it with all that fur. Even in the standard, it says they should have an elastic gallop. Yeah, and if you see them galloping, yep. And I guess that's the thing. We see all that fur. But when they first started in the 1700s, they were used to take the sheep from the farms and Mm -hmm. with with the farm boy, he would go with them to the markets and they would protect the sheep from any marauding wild dogs or any marauders as well as the the sheep boy himself. Yeah, they, they look after him. And they looked after him in two ways. One, anyone trying to get close to them or the sheep, the dogs would certainly mm. skitch them away very fast. And the other thing is, they, they had a fair bit of coat, probably not as long as the coats that we see today, but they were thick coats. And so the shepherd boy would lie down with them at night to have a sleep and mm. keep him warm. So there was an added benefit in having a hairy dog that would uh, take these 
sheep to markets. You could do it with this hairy dog that kept mm, you warm. Mm. In, in you know, no matter what time of year it is in England, it's always going to be cold. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, who knows? But yeah. yeah, so that's what they were used for. And now, of course, they're well known as the Dulux dogs. The Dulux paint. Yes, company. they've been using them for years. Yes, years, they? yeah, they've yes. become the, the absolute. Almost an emblem. I don't, I don't know <laughs> why, but no, but <laughs> it's it's there all the time now. Oh. They're, they're part. They're in the uh, the ads all the time with these old and sheepdogs doing all sorts of paint jobs with them. But but I noticed yeah. you, you you have a lot of them. Yeah, uh, but look, some of them are shorn as well. Yes, it makes it a lot easier to look after mm. them when in this country, especially, you just trim them off, and that makes it a lot lot easier to look after them when they, you trim them off. Makes life very easy when I. Opie, you know, the one that is always with me, mm. we go down to the beach. If he had that long coat, uh, it's not going to be a good look when I come home with this yeah, soggy yeah. dog and a lot of sand uh, trimmed off. I can just take him to a tap, rinse him off, yeah. all the sand comes yeah, out, yeah. the salt comes out. Uh, he dries quickly in, in the car and we go home. So it's a lot easier to look after. And you can have them trimmed off. I mean, the one reason you would buy an old English sheepdog is that just the beautiful loving heart they have for people do they yeah. they are just great family dogs they have it's the standard says they have a pocasse bark that means a real deep barrel bark yeah is it? and so well, not like that one <laughs> right on um, cue that's not that's not one of your old english <laughs> oh that is now see there you go <laughs> they're chimed in perfect timing anyway so they um this deep bark if someone's approaching and they hear this deep bark oh, no we won't go into that house yeah and yeah, yeah the okay. police say that if you if you've got a dog that barks, it'll often keep anyone away that's think, of course. has bad intentions at your place. They'll find something easier, an easier target. So, if you've got a dog with a, a big deep bark, it certainly keeps people away. And, and as I said, they're big teeth dogs. Like I, I think I prefer to take on a German Shepherd than take on an old English Shepherd. Oh, really? They, okay. They, but they're not savage. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. They're not. A guard dog, as such, they will protect you. They would protect you if you, as an owner, I can guarantee you, they're very loyal. Mm. And if someone's going to try and do you harm, yep, yeah, they, they'd get in there and interfere. Everybody's chiming in there. We've got a lot of different dogs here, folks. <laughs> as, as as we say, yeah, there are a lot of dogs at the uh, Doggy Pod Studio yep. and outside. But if um, you, yeah, if you want one, you've got to remember they're a big dog. They need the exercise to just enjoy a good gallop if you can somewhere. Uh, great obedience dogs have been used for obedience as well. You see them uh, on videos on YouTube and that as obedience dogs, and uh, just loving dog and very. When they're in full coat and presented properly, they are very beautiful. Mm. My question uh, I've always wondered is though, when they've got that you know full body of fur, how can they see where they're going? Because it's like literally their eyes are covered. In yep. Fur. Yeah. If, so if, how do they? If it's over, if there's too much there, they really can't sometimes. And yeah. So you'll see all owners have their. Uh, if you look at their head very carefully, all that's in their eclipsed in their hair to keep it away from their eyes. Yeah, I've seen that. But, yeah. but normally they're walking around not seeing particularly well, are they? Well, if there's a lot of hair over the eyes, you can't. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they they'll have the hair put up in a bun, if you mm. like, um, so that they can see easier. But if you were showing it. It has to be out. You wouldn't well, do that if you were a show dog. They, they have a, you know, they'll, they'll use a bit of hair gel just to keep it up <laughs> out, of, out of the eyes and things like that, just to make sure they can see. Yeah, because they don't want to be cruel to the dog in any way, shape or form. No, yeah. And so they need to see. But having said that too, the, you know, the ones with, with a lot of hair, they just trust their owner. They, they said, right, I'll just run beside you. Now, the dog's most important sense, sense of smell. 
And so if they're okay. with their owner, they can smell their owner. That's fine. I'll just enjoy the little uh, larking around, running around with my owner, and then up goes the hair into a clip afterwards. Sounds like there's a party going on outside, Dr. Rob. I think you might need to go and investigate. That, that's a frog. <laughs> You've got frogs here as well. Yeah, which is, I love that because if you have <laughs> frogs in your, in, in your area, it means that the area, if you, environmentally, it's not polluted. It's a very healthy sign for the environment. I had one client, or not even a client, frogs it was just a person dogs. rang me up and said, I've got a lot of frogs. I said, oh, it's I said, no, but I don't want them. They keep me awake. What can I do about it? And I said, leave them alone. Move house. But yes. it's a good sign for the environment when you hear frogs. All right, just before we wrap it up here, um, Oggy's been sitting with us the whole time. Now... Rob's had Oggy now for oh, probably six to eight weeks, thereabouts. Uh, so how's, how's the training going? Oh, fantastic. I'm, I'm loving it, and he is too. Is he? At yeah. this age, it's all about play behaviour and playing with him and uh, you know, giving your time to the dog. That's the, the main thing you're trying to do with training. Mm. First thing you should do is bond. Don't ask a dog to sit if he doesn't like you or not mm. bonded with him. Yeah, make sure you bond with the dog. So we've done a lot of that. And during the bonding period, I do gently put him into a sit position as, as he does it. I just say sit and reward him. Yeah, good mm. dog. Sometimes it's food reward. When I feed him, every time I've fed this dog since I've got him, I just sit there with him and say, good dog, good dog. And what does he do? He actually wags his tail more while I'm yeah, feeding him. Okay. And so he's giving positive reinforcement with the words. So those words later on, when, I'm, when he says sit and he sits, and I say good dog, he'll feel good because he'll associate it with that feeling mm. good of eating, that feeling good of my owner being with me when we eat. We eat as a, as a team together, as a pack. Um, he must be naughty at some stage, I'm sure. He's, Never. He is still a little kid, you know. <laughs> He's got very sharp teeth. Oh, gosh, is I it? can't wait until they lo- Is he chewing him. lots of things? Lots of things he shouldn't, and I give him lots of things he should. So it, so how do, you, how do you, okay, here's a bit of training for people at home. If, you're, if you've got a new dog and it's doing something it shouldn't be doing, yep. like mm. chewing, which they all love to do, what, what, what would you do? That's well, the first pe- thing you do. You're not going to hit it. No, no. People say just distract it, and I... I like to use a word of admonishment, so I'll just pull him away and go, no, and just growl it the way his mother growl. would. Okay. So there is, a word, there is a word that says you're not allowed to do that. Mm. Otherwise, how do they know what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do? But I'm sure he's been naughty some ways. I mean, he's, he is, a, he is a, just a young Never. fella. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, if, you're, if, if he is chewing something... sure. Um, you know, what do you do? You don't, you're not yeah. obviously not going to smack him or anything no, like no, that. No, so, no. so what should anybody do? Look, pe- people will say, just distract him, take him away and give him a, a reward. If you give him a reward, he thinks, oh, I'm being rewarded for what I'll, I'll do it again. Yeah. Let's keep doing that. So for me, I do pull him away and I use a word of admonishment. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, people say you shouldn't admonish a dog. It's just a word where I growl it out the way his mother would if he was being brought up in a pack or the pack leader would. Mm in a pack so I said no no and he knows when I say that that means stop what you're in doing that, in that tone of voice straight away I then you know, give him something else to do and reward him always finish on the positive so I'm going no and pull him away and I'll, I'll have a, one of his chew toys 
you go, good boy, good dog, and maybe give him a little bit of food or just tell him he's a good boy. Mm. For him, when I say that, wags his tail, he likes to know that he is a good boy. Okay, okay. So, yeah, his training's coming along really well. I'm very, very happy. He, actually, he's already coming when I call him. And, you know, just comes when he's called. He sits when he's told. He's getting used to his name? Oh, he loves Oggy. Oggy. He thinks it's a great name. He said that to me. He said, oh, I'm glad I'm, I'm an Oggy. Whoever chose that name. Yeah, yes. my little August. Um, anyway, that's, that's it for this episode. Thank you once again for listening. And we will see you next time. See you, folks. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 